come to church, the world has a way of beating us. And when it beats you and you get tired, I believe that it's a refreshing time to come before the presence of God. And I believe that God would do great work and will help us and strengthen us. Amen. I love talking about faith. But the Christian life is based on faith. How many of you have seen God standing in front of you? All that we believe is based on our faith. And as we believe God begins to show himself, they will begin to have confidence in what God has said. And I always don't want to bypass our father called Father Abraham. I love his story. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, which I have quoted here over and over again. As it is written, I have made the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things who do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendant be. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendant be. And not being weak in faith, not being what? Weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced, and being fully convinced that what he, God, has promised, he was also able to perform it, to be convinced that when God promised, and when God speaks his word, and when you open the Bible, God, what God says he will do in the Bible, he is able to do it and will do it. And that is what I call faith. Anytime you hear the word of God, there must be conviction in you. You should be convinced that what God has promised, he has the ability to perform it. No. The difference between God and man is that we can all promise. God can promise and man can promise. But the promise of God will already be performed. But the promise of man is based on some circumstances. It's based on the condition. It's based that as long as the money is in his bank account, he will be able to perform it. But if the money is not there, there's no way his promises could come to pass. As long as he's very strong, he'll be able to help you and carry you. But if his strength fails and he himself needs to be carried, his promises will not come to pass. So man can promise, God can promise, but the difference between the promises of God and the promises of men is that God has control over what he has promised and he has the ability to perform it. But men don't have control 
over what they have promised. It is based on things that will happen, on things on the ground. When the rule and the ground changes, his, his promises will fail. I hope you're getting me. Once we get to know this God by this, then we will seek to find him and we will seek to rely on those promises. You see, he said he was not weak in faith. See, every faith begins with the word of God. You don't just start and say, I believe this. Your faith should be based on what God has said. You don't believe in a vacuum. Oh, I believe I will be rich. You will just be dreaming. Riches. <laughs> People have operated in this and have had shipwreck of their faith. They thought they have believed God and they thought God has failed them. But God did not fail you because he did not tell you anything. I hope you, you're getting me. So for your faith to begin, that's why prayer is very necessary. We pray, then God speaks and releases his word in us. Based on what has been released in us, then we can hold God by that word. So you don't just say, I believe because prophet are not believed. You don't know what God has spoken to me. You don't know what God has said to me. So our prayer life should be based as we pray, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you have for me? Once you have it, then faith will then begin. You read through the Bible. The Bible says, by faith, the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, isn't it? You know, Moses was a great leader. And after God had delivered them, they came out. You know, they were moving and they got to the uh, Red Sea. And here they are, come there, they couldn't cross. Here they are, they look back and saw the Egyptian coming. Moses had the conviction. And this conviction was that the Egyptians that we see, you will see them no more. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Every leader will always tell his people, don't be afraid. Even if he himself is afraid. Oh, you will see it. That Moses was afraid. And he was encouraging as a leader at a point, you should encourage people even in your fears. <laughs> the fact that you are afraid doesn't mean that God cannot do it for the people. So you don't put your fear on the people. You place your fear, you have your own fear. Then you deal with God with your own fear. But you don't just take your fear and throw it 
just to the people. So he first encouraged them because God have said was going to take them. So he said, look, no matter what I'm seeing, I still know. So he stood up and said, oh, listen, look at what he said. And Moses said, oh, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptian who you see today, you shall see again no more. He prophesied without knowing he prophesied. Go to the next verse. The Lord will fight for you. Test on the Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. After saying this, I think Moses will have to rejoice, isn't it? And the Lord said to Moses, after he finished, he started crying. When he went alone to be with God, he started crying. He said, Nyankuvon, I've told your people you're going to fight for them. But I don't know how you're going to fight it. Oh, God. He started crying. You know, some of us, uh, we cry. People think people don't cry. Hey, everyone cries. He might not cry before you. Everybody cries. It's just that some have more tears than others. And some can release tears at any time. But all of us have our own cry. I look at you, you smile, you dance, you look very hard, but there is tears in you. <laughs> and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. He said, stand still. God said, tell them to go forward. <laughs> if you don't know what to do, stand still. Until the word of God comes, then you move. When in his confusion, he said, look, don't rush. Don't do anything. Just stand still. God is going to fight for you. Then he went to God and now cried to God. Oh, God, look at me, Moses. Just now you work a miracle brought us out. Look at the people coming to kill us. But were you not the one who said God was going to fight? Why are you crying? If you know God will kill the people for you. And when he stood before God and cried, the word of God said, look at what God said to him. Now God then spoke and said, tell the children of Israel to go forward. But do what? Every faith has instruction in it. If you want to have a miracle, there's always some instruction. Said, you want a miracle of water to turn to wine? The instruction is go and fetch water. You want your eyes to open? He said, go and wash. You want a miracle like this military officer, Naaman? It was instruction that was given. There's a prescription written. Go and take this. You go to the doctor. He may do all this, but he gives you some prescription. And there's instruction in it. Take it once or two, three times. You don't decide to say, me, this is how I feel like doing it. If you do that, you won't get the result. I hope you're getting me. So somehow for your faith to work, faith and obedience, they work together. By faith, Abraham obeyed God and moved on without knowing where he was going. All those who operated in faith also had an aspect of obedience. There is an instruction and a prescription 
And if you take the instruction and the prescription of the word, it becomes a medicine to you. And when you take it, it will work. He said, Moses, but lift up your rod. What is in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, this rod, didn't it work for you when you put it down? Didn't it tend to a snake? He said, yes. This rod, when you stretch it, didn't this, it did it. Was it not the same rod, the same faith that you have? Use that faith. Stretch it towards it. And when he did it, what happened? Stretch out your hand over the sea and lift it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. He didn't just imagine it by himself. This is God telling him. So you cannot just take a rod and go and stand by the Atlantic Ocean that you want to go to America. <laughs> so you want a road to be made in the middle of the, of the sea so that you can drive your car to America. You don't just do that because you think Moses did it. So you too, you do it. Then you go and stand at Jamestown or Teshi. Then you, you stretch it. You go and find a rod. Moses did it. So me too. Now they say they won't give me a visa. They should see. If I can go by air and by sea, I'll go by land. So you stretch. You say, you go and stand there and stretch the rod. You do it exactly like Moses' rod. It's not whether it's exactly like Moses' rod or not. It is whether God spoke. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. I don't want you to have a shipwreck of your faith. I want your faith to work. So he stretched forth it. He did it because God have instructed him that Moses stretch forth, lift up your hand and this will happen. And he did it and it happened. So if somebody operated in faith and it worked, don't just copy blindly. If you are being stirred up in your spirit, go and pray and let what happened become a rima to you. Rima means that God using that situation to speak that this is your word. And when you operate on it, it will surely work. Moses did it on the cross. Abraham did not have a child. Sarah was old. But it's not that all old ladies 90 years are going to marry to give birth. No. What did you hear? What did God say? The Bible said, as it was written, what did God say? That I, the Lord, it is written, I have made you a father of what? Many nations. This is what God has told who? Abraham. And changed his name from Abraham to what? Abraham. Abraham simply means what? Father of what? Many nations. So he changed his name 
changed his confession. Now, anytime Sarah mentioned Abraham's name, he's confessing that we have children. And anytime Abraham mentions Sarah's name, he's confessing that we have children. Why? Because God has told them, you are going to give birth. You pray, one, then you have the word of God, two. When God speaks, then it is the beginning of your fifth work. That is why your new birth was based on you hearing somebody preaching. He said, how can they believe? Except somebody preach to that person. Except God speak through the preaching to that person. You don't force people to become Christians. We don't take cutlasses to stand on people and say, by all means, believe. That is not faith. You force people to become Christians, they will backslide. Or they will behave out of fear. But when God reveals himself, so now people are doing something, say, oh, Father, pray for me. My wife, my child. I said, do you know, do your best as a father, as a husband. But the one that changes hearts is God. If God revealed himself to a man or a woman, his life will be different. If the word of God comes expressly to somebody, nobody will tell him to behave in a certain way. He'll behave that way. The same way, if a doctor tells you bad news, you enter into the doctor's office very happily, and he tells you, by three months, you can survive. The one who was happy, not feeling anything, you leave that place. Nobody will tell you that the person is going to die. Uh, he comes out with different faith. <laughs> the negative one. Very most discouraged and want to throw in the towel and start crying as if he's seen death. And your body begins to feel like you are dying. You begin to dream about dead bodies, dead people. Nobody will tell you that this person has a problem. So first God spoke to Abraham. As it was written, I have made you what? Father of many nations. So the number one thing God does is that his word comes to us. That great faith for us to move on. Number two, you have a portion to play. Your portion is to believe. God is to speak. And you have a role to play. Your role is what? To believe. You can have the best doctor and give you the best prescription and give you the best money that can cure your disease. He cannot force it on you. You can put, package that medicine nicely and just put it 
on your table, and every day you go and look at it. This medicine can cure. It can cure cancer. Hey, this medicine, it can cure cancer. Yes, it can cure. But a medicine that is not taken. Some of us, this year I see people walking and trotting and running. Anytime I see people who don't like to walk and I see them walking, it means that they've been to hospital. <laughs> and they tell you, you have a problem, your heart, you have to exercise, your cholesterol is high. This, they tell you those, they say, they say, what can you do? You need to exercise, you need to eat this. And then you start religiously. At some time, when you think you are not dying, you leave it. Some of you have even bought treadmills, but you are hanging things on them. <laughs> Until you continue with faith to the end. Don't just start and leave it in the middle. You will not get the desired result. When you start with faith, end with faith. Don't take it halfway. Sometimes the halfway medicine, they are more dangerous. No, continue until you see the desired result. That is how faith is supposed to work. You don't start with faith and leave faith in the middle. If you do that, you will sink like Peter. Peter started with faith. Very strong faith. Very, very strong faith. And he looked at Jesus walking on the desert. He said, Master, me too, I want to walk. Please, if you are the one, let me come. And Jesus specifically told Peter, Peter, come. You know, it was only Peter who jumped on the sea. Did the rest jump? They didn't have faith to walk on the sea. The one that had faith to walk on the the sea was Peter because Jesus had directed um, that word to him. It's a word directed to Peter, come. And Peter had that faith. And he jumped, that strong faith, and jumped on the water and started walking. And started walking. He said, ah, started walking. Looking at Jesus, the beginning and the finisher of our faith. And when he got to a point, instead of looking to the end, he shifted his attention. And his attention went to the storm. The storm never stopped. It was in the midst of the storm that he was afraid and he saw Jesus walking. And it was when the storm was there that Jesus came. And he started walking. But he was looking to Jesus. As long as you face Jesus, you don't see the storm. It doesn't mean that the storm has stopped. But at the point, you become very satisfied like where after you run through exercise and you feel very fine. Then later, beer. Oh, this one is moderate. <laughs> Some say I've sanctified the alcohol. And <laughs> then you use it like communion. <laughs> one glass, one bottle for communion. You alone. After you finish, you see the trees. 
Then your thing comes. Some, when they drink, they're very quiet. They don't talk. Some, when they drink, they talk and talk and talk. Things you don't have to talk, they are talking. See, you see them? Some of them, the things don't coordinate well. <laughs> you started in faith and in faith. Peter lost focus and most of we lose focus on our Christian life. And whenever you lose focus on the original, the Bible says he is the author and is the finisher of our faith. As we, long as you look to Jesus, you looked at the word of God, you will never sink. So when he turned, the situations will be there. The problem will be coming. Look, the storms will never stop. Let me tell you, if anybody, any prophet, any pastor tells you that they will be calm in the world, he's deceiving you. What you need is faith. If anybody tells you that a time is going to come, the economy of the world will be so great that nobody will be in need. There are evil men and they will always be evil men. They are evil leaders. They will always be there when the Jesus comes. Those who are destroying economy, they won't die now. Most of them, they are the one that dies last. So what do we do? You build your faith that no matter how stormy the well is, how stormy the economy is, your faith will sail through and make it in the midst of the storms. That's why I'm preaching on this faith to prepare you to make it to apply the heavenly rules and laws. And he walked on the water. But the moment his eyes moved from Jesus, from the word, from what God told them. Sometimes God will start, some of you, the moment we start, God, we trust God, we will pray, we wait upon God, we serve God, and we go to church. And the moment God begins to raise you and lift you a little, hey! You are on your own now. God, thank you. You will help me this place. I want to continue. Because if I remain in the house of God, there will be restriction. If I go to church, a pastor will restrict me. Any place you go and the pastor restricts you, go there. If you see the pastor and you can't sin, stay there. You may feel uncomfortable because of your sin, but remain there. Look, Church is a hospital. You can't have perfect people. Though. So they say, oh, prophet, in the church, people are doing this. Yes. Why do you want them to do it? Ah, Jesus said, bring sinners. <laughs> I'm bringing sinners. <laughs> so you think the people are righteous people? You brought sinners. And so when they sin, they sin in their body. And gradually, <laughs> we are feeding them, washing it, and they move as they believe God. They drop, they drop. If you come to church for five years, you should drop more sin than you were doing. If you add some, then there's a problem. 
You overcome this, you overcome that, you overcome that. By the time you realize you are serving God well. Jesus wanted to have a strong faith. He says, Abraham, he heard the word of God and he did what? He believed. So as you are hearing, faith works by hearing first and by believing. Then the next step is that who contrary to hope, in hope believed that he believed. It doesn't matter what is happening, the storm around you. Take God's word above your situation. Then the next one, he believed according to what was spoken. He did not just create something that I believe, but according to what was what? Spoken. When God speaks, he has the ability to perform it. So you can put all your hope and faith, and now God is speaking to you today. And not, the third one is that don't be weak in faith. Tell someone, don't be weak in faith. You see, the reason why some of us, our faith is not able to achieve higher things is not because God has failed, not because God is not able to do it, but because our faith level has not risen to that level. So work on your faith. And maybe next time I'll show you how to build your faith up. He did not consider his own body. One, not to have a weak faith, it doesn't mean that you don't have to acknowledge that the thing is there. It's there. The storm is there. Don't pretend as if it's not there. It's there. The sickness is there. Ezekiel 37, when God took him to the dry bone, he took him into a valley. I said, what do you see? And the, the bones were what? Very dry. God recognized that the things were dry. And God asked him, can this dry bone live? And he said to me, son of man, can this dry bone live? The guy got confused. The prophet got confused. He was in the spirit. But sometimes the situation and your faith, they don't match. The people are dead and they are in the valley. They have rotten. Their bones are only left and the bones are mixed up. It's not one person, it's an army. You yourself there, you are not sure what killed them, whether it will kill you too. And God asking you, can these dry bones live? Can this your disease be healed? Can this situation be answered? Can something be done about this situation? God was the one who asked the question. Because the man was perplexed. He said, what you are confused about? Can something be done about it? And he said, no, God, God, I'm a prophet, but this one. It is only you. Oh, Lord. Look where they will live. They won't live. You are the one who knows. Ha! Me, I'm a human being. I haven't seen dry bones. Become a human being before. If they can live, you, the one who have knowledge of everything. Our knowledge is limited. 
Our medical knowledge is limited. Some of the diseases that we haven't found cure to is not that there is no cure, but it's just that we haven't got the knowledge to do it. Maybe many years to come, the disease you'll be afraid of, they will just hit at something and discover something, and that is all. And they say, ah! Before then, when you get tuberculosis, it means that you are going to die. They isolate you waiting for your death. But now, when you have it, they give you some doses, and that is all. Is no longer a life-threatening disease if it is discovered earlier. So many diseases were there. Even malaria. It was part of the weapons that sent our masses away. They fought. The mosquitoes. <laughs> give them by heart, by heart, by heart. The moment you get mosquito bite, it's death. In those days, in those days, you have malaria, is death sentence. What I'm saying is that then the answer was there. And attestinate, sometimes they put the, the thing to know how to change its color. Then they will add another one and jab it. Some drink more water. Some, we, we've man, we know how to now manage it. Our bodies too have also uh, built uh, uh, some immunity. We need to believe Two, don't consider, acknowledge that the problem is there, but don't consider the knowledge, consider what God has said. Sometimes God will say A, and sometimes the problem is opposite. Consider what God has said, and don't consider what the other things are telling you. Then the third one, when you don't consider, your faith begins to grow. It begins to become strong. But when you begin to consider, anytime you think about your disease and problem, you see that you become weaker. When you hear about things that is building your, this is, your immune system begins to boost by itself, and you see yourself mentally, everything begins to work for you. He did not waver at the promise of God. Look at it very well. The next thing, don't waver at it because all the opposite thing is to make you shake like Peter. Look at the promise of God because when God promised, he has the ability also to perform it. And how do we waver at the promises of God? It's through what? Unbelief. But was strengthened in what? Once you do that and you look at God's promise, you begin to become very strong in faith. Strong in faith. Strong in faith. Then when you are strong in faith, what happens? You give glory. You don't complain. You don't complain. You give glory. Sometimes they say, let's pray. And some, there's a lamentation. Some lament. Oh God. You know, the way me and myself, I'm suffering like that. Why me alone? Oh God, this is my problem. It's too big. Yes. Anytime you face the situation, 
behave like Ezekiel. He said, yes, only God, you are the one who knows. You are the one who knows. Then God spoke to him. Now, so son of man, can this bone live? So, so I answered, oh Lord, you know. Then God said again, now, if you know, I know. Then the way to bring the dry bone to life is to speak my word to that situation. Look, any situation that hears God's word, look, whether they are human beings, whether they are living things, whether they are non-living things, when it is God's word, they all hear it. Yet you can speak to this mountain, that mountain, be thou removed and fall into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you said. So he said, look, the same way you are going to speak and prophesy and today you will prophesy to your situation. Yeah. So he said, prophesy to what? The dry bone. And say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. How can dry bones which ears, nerves, blood, listen, is taken away and doesn't have even the eardrum. How can it hear? But the word of God can get to anything and that thing can hear it. Whatever you ask it to say, to do, it will do it. He said, hear the word of the Lord. Those dry bones who can't even find their ears, but I said, hear the word of the Lord. Now today you're going to hear the word of the Lord. And then finally, he said, hmm, that said the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. This is what God told who? Ezekiel. Then Ezekiel, you see, you can hear God, God can speak to you, but you can keep the word. Then Ezekiel had to speak it with his mouth. He didn't say, oh, the bones, they heard it. You will have to say it with your mouth too. That's the essence of prayer. So he then took what God had said, repeated what God said. We just repeat what God says and we can get the same result God will get. What have God said? To your situation. Ezekiel prayed. And he said that says. And I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied. There was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together. Bone to bone. Bone to bone. I love it. Indeed as I looked. The sinews and the flesh. Came upon them. And the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. And he prophesied again. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Sometimes we prophesy, we have half-baked bread. Your situation is all halfway. No, the house is not a mortuary. You want human beings. 
a human being, bones that have come together with flesh, with sinews, with everything, and lying down dead. It's like a mortuary. So we want them to come back to life and be useful. And they prophesy again that the spirit of the Lord will enter into the situation. And they became great army. We want to pray today. Some of you, your situation have become like Ezekiel 1. I want us to cry. Ask God to help your faith. Someone went to Jesus. He said, can you do something about my child? She said, only if you can believe. He said, I believe. But he saw that his belief ground, there's some fear in him. He said, God, I believe. But there's still some small, some, some small fear. Help my own belief. I want you to speak to God that what we are believing and we are not able to believe, he should help that one so that your faith can be concrete, can be complete, shall bring the results that is desired in your life. I'm praying for you that God will strengthen our faith to take what belongs to us. In the name of Jesus, I want you to pray. Just cry to God and pray to God. Speak to your God. It is Nobody speaks to God on behalf of somebody. That one is intercession. We intercede for you. But when it comes to certain things by faith, it is you who should believe God for yourself. Pray, 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 and God will answer thee. Pray, pray, for God wants to answer your prayer. And after you've prayed, do not consider the problem as you believe. You give glory to God that he's done it. And as you believe, so shall it be. As you believe, so shall it be. As you believe, so shall it be. By faith, the Bible says we are saved. As you believe in God, salvation shall come. By faith, we can have victory. He said, this is the victory we have, even in him, even our faith. Our faith gives us divine victory. By faith, we can be healed. By faith, we live. By faith, we can overcome our enemies. We build ourselves on our most holy faith. What we need first is the foundation is faith so that we can. Today is a day that you will come out of the hands of the enemy. Today is your day. The one who forgets the death of Christ will also not be strong in faith. You will forget to live for the word. I pray that you will remember that he died and resurrected. That your faith will be very strong. That you are speaking to a living God. We all affirm our certainty of the coming, the second coming of Christ. We've also forgotten that Jesus is coming back again. So we are living anyhow in our life. I want you to pray, and I want you to pray in the name of Jesus. We say amen and amen. I believe that after hearing the word of faith, you will continue to pray. These are the times we need to intensify our prayers. For the enemy is moving like a storm. And it only takes the Spirit of God to raise a standard against his work. And how can God's Spirit raise that standard? 
He does it through the prayers of the saints. And I pray that the church will not play, but they will pray. And I pray that God will put a burden upon our heart. And as you pray, the voice of God will become very sensitive to your spirit. And you will know what to do at what time. God bless you. Amen and amen.